Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Welcome once again to Wrestling Daft. The Marks hailing from Labert, weighing in at 184 pounds. I am John. How are you doing? Hope you're well. Uh, with me... My usual cohorts. First of all, let's introduce a man bigger than the disappointment of the Line of Duty finale. It's Big Alex, and I know you don't watch Line of Duty. Stop Duke, trying man. to make Line of Duty happen, and John, it's, it's it's we don't know. We're not we're not up to date like you. I'm it, sorry. It, you need to you need to get on it because I don't. I heard, like, it, I heard it done the job with the last episode. It uh, yeah. The, the, the fucking did, did it end like the end of a WWE pay per view? It, it, it was like you know. I mean, it was what it was to, in wrestling comparison. It was like the SmackDown creative team had been writing it up until then, but you know, and then the Raw creative team got the hand on the last episode, or Vince McMahon got his hand on the last episode and just decided to fuck it. Oh, that's some good shit. Yeah, that is pretty much how Line of Duty end. But I won't spoil it for you boys because I know you've got you're going to once once it's suddenly not cool anymore, you two are going to start watching it because I know what you're like. Uh, that man you heard just there. Do you know what, Alex? He's flown our podcast nest and decided our little boy's grown up and decided to start our own, his own podcast. It's Gary Cassidy. I'll still be here. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll for the good content for this one and uh, reuse it on, on my end. But no, nah, um, it's probably going to be hardly wrestling related. No, honestly, it's just a. I, I said to you off air, but um, I keep getting messages, and I like for a long time I was replying to all the DMs about, "Oh, have you get any advice for somebody looking to start in journalism? How did you get to where you're in journalism?" That's like there's only so many times you can either copy and paste or rewrite the same message so it was like I might as well just kind of explain that on a podcast and then I can just send people the link and fucking say have this, give this so how do you get into journalism Gary? Ah, uh, uh, don't know it's just the, the biggest pain now I'll say a question to like, ever answer I... and I feel like you answer it all the time so it's like I might as well just check it in a podcast I've got a journalism degree. I didn't end up in journalism, so you know. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I'm the most qualified journalist on this fucking show. Oh no, I've got a journalism degree. Oh yeah, that was I, a bit I, harsh, John. You just <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. I didn't realize Gary had. It. Well, I was going to say, how do you get into journalism? And I'm like, does it not normally start like most professions with some kind of qualification? And this the way yep. the way you were talking about. Oh, maybe not, but no, you've just summed that up. When yeah. I in all honesty, I don't like and. Like mere power to them, but I don't think many people that are wrestling journalists have journalism degrees. No, that's true. It doesn't seem like without sounding bad, don't want to bury the full industry, but for the way they write articles, it wouldn't seem like it. It just makes sure. I can see the quote now. Scottish journalist completely rips on entire wrestling journalism media <laughs> saying none of them are qualified to cover the sport. Well, only there's only a certain select few that are qualified. We all know those Sean Ross Sap, hello, and uh, Alex McCarthy. Hello. Hi. They, they both, I know for a fact, are qualified. So there we uh, go. They heat on them. There we go. Not sure uh, about Dave. We're not sure about Dave, but wet Dave or friend of the show and all that, you know. Um, uh, so, yeah, um, I think before we go any further and start talking about the wrestling, 
we need to get a joke of the week. And as it's we're recording on Star Wars Day, May the 4th, I'll have you know, I think it should only be Star Wars related, Gary. I already gave a Star Wars related joke, but I'll give you a Star Wars one that I've already used and uh, also a wrestling one as well. So the Star Wars one, if anybody's seen my Twitter, I was recycling this from, you know, the past however many years I've put it out. Um, but why is Darth Vader single? I don't know. Why is Darth Vader single? Because he's... Uh, I've fucked it up there. Because he's been searching for love in all the wrong places. Brilliant. So I, uh, Horrendous. I hate Star Wars, so that's as far as I can go with Star Wars uh, jokes, I think. Do you hate Star Wars? Star Wars is shite. Star Wars is absolute shite. Uh, and I'll not have anybody saying otherwise. I think it's absolutely shocking. So. That, that's a terrible, terrible thing to say. That's my huge turn for the day. I mean, I, mean, I will admit that. It, but it's gone to the stage that people of my generation were more attached to like peripheral Star Wars media than the actual films. Like for me, it's it's games. There's a certain game, Knights of the Old Republic, is by far superior to anything that has ever appeared on the silver or big screen. Nonsense. Aye. Completely do, fucking true, John. Do you know who's better, um, better than Darth Vader? Shockmaster. And he wears a Star Wars themed helmet. So, there you go. He okay. actually wears a Stormtrooper helmet, not Darth Vader's helmet, Gary. So, ah, yeah, please yeah, get yeah. your sponsors correct. I wouldn't know that because Star Wars is shite. So, I don't waste my Oh, time. that's a total heel <laughs> turn. The, the world's, you just watch your followers drop off now, Gary. That is shocking state of affairs. I, I can give you a wrestling joke if yes, you prefer please. that. So, obviously, we spoke about Brock Lesnar being a free agent many months ago, or apparently a free agent. I heard he's going to go to AEW. But he's not allowed to use the name he's finishing move. Instead, it's going to be called the refresh. <laughs> a wee thinker there for you, a wee thinker. <laughs> that was bad, Gary. That was that was the worst <laughs> one so far. That was that wasn't good. I didn't like that one. <laughs> First time I'll have to call you out properly. Don't use that one again. I feel like I set myself up badly by uh, burying Star Wars. So I don't. Yeah, I, I, you, I told you, you the best joke on the planet, you and you just said it was shite. You've fucked it. You've <laughs> fucked it. Uh, well, if you are continuing to listen beyond this point of the podcast, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be bringing you later on all the latest news from the business. We're looking back at all the TV shows from across the week as we bury and put over stuff from them in the company of our new age Mark Claude's Rico and Bronze Cello. Uh, but first of all, let's cut a promo, will we? I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. So I want to cut a promo on people that don't like Star Wars. No, no I'm, I'm only could. Oh, joking. You, you know, in time, I think you should, John, because this is that would be completely off the cuff. Because I know you've sometimes in, got a couple of wee notes in front of you, so this uh, would be a proper I, I, pressure promo. I just can't. I have to ask the question because I can't let it drop. What, why? What do you not like about Star Wars? Um, the first thing would be that it's shite. <laughs> um, That's not a reason, no, Gary. I, I just, you know, it's the same way most of these things, and I'm not going to divulge what other ones I feel that way about. Lord of the Rings, actually, there I will. Lord of the Rings is also oh shite. Um, but it's these things where you need Ooh, to invest. Oh, he's just destroyed all of cinema. Oh, <laughs> you need oh, to invest Jackson, so, we're so much. Uh, <laughs> you need to invest so much time into watching them, and I feel like. They've became the kind of thing where people like the idea of liking it rather than actually liking it. Hang on a it's second. Like, a wrestling fan just complained that Lord of the Rings, <laughs> there was too much content to get into. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking popcorn, the girl. But, sorry, carry on. <laughs> I, I just feel like it's, it's that kind of thing. Where, and there's things that I like that I feel this way about as well. Like things like 
I'd say most horror films are like this, where people like the idea of liking horror films rather than actually liking the horror films. And I'm probably guilty yeah, as well with things that. like Screaming and things like that. Um, but I think Star Wars and Lord of the Rings are just like, are we up there with things that people are like, oh, it's like the best set of films on the planet. And it's like, nah, if I need to watch 12 hours of it to get to somebody finding a ring or whatever the fuck happens in it, I don't, I can't be asked to it. Read the books, Gary, read the books. Give me 20 minute TV episodes every day of the week or in long form content. I've got the attention span, so I well that's coming amazon are doing that with lord of the rings gary so don't you worry and disney plus are slowly releasing everything about star wars so i mean they've if it's in 20 minute chunks I, I might change my mind if i if i end up watching it on 20 minute chunks i might think it's the best thing on the planet don't yeah. watch the mandalorian mandalorian's worth the watch it's mandalorian watch the mandalorian i can i can make it worse the one um when i was younger and when i did actually watch all star wars the one character that i really really liked and, and that really got me invested oh, but don't you fucking see what <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna say the dark lord <laughs> don't himself. You Fucking see what I think you're going to see. Where's Jar Jar Binks? Oh, <laughs> fucking Dark Lord Jar Jar Binks. You horrible man. Jesus Christ. He went full on fucking heel. It's like when Austin fucking turned. Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't. Listen, right, I, I, I don't get... I'm going to cut a promo. And then, do you know what? I'm going to relate to it. I was going to do something else, but I'm going to cut a promo because I'm with you on one thing that you said in that whole thing, Gary, is that horror movies, right? I want to cut a promo on horror movies this week because... Horror movies, what is the point? Being fucking scared is not a good emotion. It's a horrible thing. You you know, when someone jumps up, you get a heart attack. It's not good. So why put yourself through an hour and a half, two hours of being fucking scared? It's just not a good place to be. And I know we've got fans of the show, and you know, a lot of wrestling fans will be horror fans as well. And shout out to Pablo's Vault of Horror, uh, who follows us and does his, uh, a whole radio show dedicated to um, the horror genre, but I fucking hate horror films. I cannot watch them because there is nothing worse than being scared. I honestly, I'm a big Jesse, right? Absolute fairy cat, right? And I just, I, I hate them. I hate horror films. I hate horror films. I hate what they stand for. I hate being scared. So that's it this week. Horror films, get in the bin. Don't like you, but still, what is the fucking deal with you not liking Star Wars? I love horror films, though. That's one thing. So you've uh, you've got a problem with me there in a roundabout way. But the one thing I'll say is that you've mentioned about uh, people know like why would you watch something if you're scared of it? I can't really say it because I watch Raw every week. Gone. <laughs> if I this is going to even shite on next week. So. <laughs> so every week on the marks, we look back at the big wrestling shows. That's what we do here, because we know Rab and Grado don't really talk about them, so we ca- carry the burden on that, and we make Gary watch Raw. Um, so, uh, I do NXT, Alex does AEW, uh, we've got our new age Mark Claus, Bronze Chill, Rico, how you doing, guys? You alright? Thank you very much. Oh, good. Uh, they it's handle... worth pointing out that Bronze is wearing um, a T-shirt of one of the best upcoming wrestlers in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Was he got Skinner, there we go. Nice. Um, so they handle off SmackDown. You still would be challenged, boys, uh, as, our, as our resident marks. No one has decided to step up and take you as our, either on as a tag team or just like on a handicap match. So you guys are still the SmackDown champions, so thanks for being with us. And then we get to Gary, the Star Wars hater, who uh, prefers Raw to Star Wars, which is... Just you wait until I tell you Raw was brilliant and turned uh, fully heel. <laughs> that might not happen, by the way. That's ridiculous, Gary. Uh, just, <laughs> just, 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 you can't do it. 
Lord of the Rings is more realistic than that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so let's crack into it. And uh, I just keep forgetting it. Obviously, now it's, it comes to me to start. I'm so used to throwing to Alex. But let's go back to last Tuesday and let's talk NXT. Um, I think we're, we're starting to get back into it with NXT, you know, guys. I, th- I think... I'm I'm starting to get a little good vibe about it again. It was kind of pandering and pondering for a wee bit, but we're, we're I was getting... about to say it was kind of pants. <laughs> I was gonna be like, Ooh. yeah, no. I mean, there was a lot of absentees from from the card this week. We didn't, you know, we didn't have any of the kind of big hitters. We had vignettes from Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, but um, Carrie, uh, Killian Cross wasn't there. Killian Cross, Carrying Cross, I keep. <laughs> It's all right. Adam Cole made the same mistake like yeah. last year, and I've still not forgiven him for it. So. Yeah, uh, Carrying Car- Cross wasn't there. Finn Bauer wasn't there. Uh, all kind of te- teased off for next week. But yeah, it was. You know, I really enjoyed the show. Really enjoyed it. Um, we had, of course, a brilliant character work from Cameron Grimes. I-, I-, I think I could easily put Cameron Grimes over every week. I uh, actually, and I'm going to put this out here. I think he's probably one of the best characters. In wrestling at the moment, I, I just in terms of the gimmick and what he's doing, I, you know, it's funny, it's obnoxious, it's loud. I, I think he's and he just sells it so well. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have agreed with you until recently, but I think the way that he's taken the like the cash injection and stuff, and just like the little the ways he's added to it with keeping stuff relevant, I kind of am inclined to start agreeing with you now. He's yeah. one of the few characters that is actually doing something that's timely, that is actually timely rather than the timely things that are like for 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we did have we did have Ted DiBiase like <laughs> coming coming into it this week. Is that but I let him off. Money meets new money, that's fine. That's uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was but anyway, I don't know if anyone noticed though, it was like they were filming part of it during the day and then it flicked to the Ted DiBiase scene and it was in the middle of the night and I was like, What's going on here? Big Ted is now a one take guy. That's no, it. no, continuity. <laughs> Chaps, come on, continuity. Um, but yeah, no, lo- loving that. So that that I would easily put over that. But let's just let's. That's too easy to put over. So let's start off with a put over. James Drake was allowed to talk, ladies and gentlemen. James Drake was allowed to talk on the microphone. What type uh, of accent did he have? It wasn't Liverpool. He's not. I, don't he's, I think he's for Blackpool or roughly around yeah. the Blackpool area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all right. It was all right as well. So, uh, but of course, Zach Gibson picked he's, up. He's from right. Blackpool. Hey, there he is. <laughs> uh, so William Regal would be a big fan of his. But no, it was good to see him getting a bit of a chance to do in the mic. And I liked uh, Zach Gibson's snowflakes lying on it. Um, Grizzled Young Veterans are brilliant. I, I think they're, they're fantastic. Great heel wrestlers. Zach Gibson just going like... Uh, that leads to me to, to a buddy in the same sort of section of our where we had um, uh, Champa and Timothy Thatcher coming out to kind of confront the, the Grizzled Young Veterans to get a programme going with them. And we had an American singing a football chant because they reintroduced the Shoes Off uh, If You Hate Gibson chat um, because he said, I've been going on looking all over your you know old films and stuff like that. Americans really can't do football chants, can they? No, because they do soccer chants instead. Yeah, (laughs) but they they, they, they even, if you've listened to any of the American games and they try and do chants and stuff, they're not very good at it. And uh, Timothy Thatcher tried to do a football chant singing Shoes Off If You Hate Gibson, and it just didn't work. So, um, yeah, just stick to it. I mean, it's funny what they're doing with Timothy Thatcher, though. I don't know. I don't know what, like, I thought, because he just came back out of nowhere. 
it seemed to be like they were great to put them in with Imperium. They were hinting towards that, and now that doesn't seem to be happening. And they've got a strange thing going on with Alexander Wolfe and Imperium and Killian Dane. It's all getting a bit confusing in there, but never mind. Let's move on. Uh, let's do my other buddy for the night. What are we going to pick? Oh, Boa Watch. Still no Boa. He appeared in a vignette. Disappointed at the lack of uh, Shinja uh, on the show. Um, but hopefully we are getting nearer to Boa time. I'm hoping next week it's going to be Boa time. Was, was last week the vignette that was Bohemian Rhapsody-esque? No, that was it. Yes, was it was. <laughs> it was this week. It was this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was this week. Uh, so fit, hopefully we're going to get close to, to Boa. Um, looking ahead, jumping into the future, next week on NXT we've got a street fight, or I should say tonight on NXT, we've got a street fight and false count anywhere, both on the same show. There's no need for that, is there? There's no, no need. It's the same match, effectively. A street fight and a false count anywhere are effectively the same match with just different names. So, yeah. yeah I go, that is, that's, yes, but at the same time, you can't pin a man outside the ring in a street fight. So it's not really. And then that, that gives you the reason to go backstage because... Do you know, I mean, if you said like a hardcore match in a street fight, I'd then be more inclined, but right, oh. I'm just being pedantic. Nah, just being pedantic. Like, um, false count, like, false count anywhere. Generally, they, they go for some stupid finish where like someone gets knocked over something or some shit outside the room. True, true, right? Okay, you're pedantic, Alex. And for God's sake, Jesus, do not... <laughs> right? I'll do you want me to pick another buddy then. Yes, yes, I do. That's unacceptable. Okay, that okay. has been rejected. Please find another one. Okay, why, why? I can't work out who is the heel in the Gonzalez versus Martinez feud because they were both healing it up, and I can't work out who's the heel and who's playing baby. So I didn't like that. So um, I thought they were going to go baby face with Raquel Gonzalez because of the. It seemed that way. The uh, title one and it that. It seemed but... that way, and then I don't know. That, that kind of threw me off last week, so I don't know what was going. On. Uh, let's put over Frankie Monet's dog because everybody loves a dog. <laughs> And there's not enough dogs in wrestling these days. We've not seen really dog. Well, we've seen Cody's dog, but that got frightened by the fireworks, and that wasn't a very good idea. Um, don't you know? I, I don't want to get away too much, but I um, I wrote an article for the Inside Ropes magazine this week that had me remember the kennel from hell match for a start, but actually, more importantly, the thing that happened before that. And I don't think they would ever repeat it because they obviously had to even apologise at the time. But when um, Big boss man at Al Snow with a dog cage that had his dog in it. <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> like, I'm going, you just wouldn't get that nowadays. But I keep, every time I see like Frankie Money with a dog, I'm like, they need to do something, didn't they? <laughs> More dogs and wrestling is what I'm campaigning for. Bring back dogs and wrestling because everyone loves a dog. You're going to say you hate dogs now, Gary, aren't you? No, no, but it's fine because we've got the big dog. It's all good. We don't need uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or actually you end up with a thing that you had last year with the fucking dog food. Angle. Oh, God. Oh, maybe not. Uh, no, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I love that. And I'm, by the way, I'm still continuing to love Ellie and I. Um, I love his promo style. It's so old school. I, I, I love it. I absolutely love Ellie and I and just... Yeah, more more LA night and and that because she does wearing shoes again, so great news. Um, right, so uh, yeah, that was my buddies and putovers match tonight. I'm going to go. I really enjoyed uh, Dana Maverick versus Imperium, and the reason I enjoyed that was there was some brilliant stories told in that ring. Um, we had um, kind of Imperium Alexander Wolf going to hit, like stopping Imperium from 
hitting Dane with a chair and there was lots of nice little stories being told. Drake Maverick, just the best thing is like in, in the vignette before it says, you're not going to, you're going to jump away from the tag because I've watched wrestling on the telly before. I know what you're going to do. I just love that because it's like, yeah, so I thought that was really good. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the stories getting told in that match. So that for me was match tonight, even though, um, you know, my boy Kushida and MSK was pretty body good as well, but it was a bit of a spot fest. But um, the MSK are like that. But yeah, that's match tonight. For me, um, AEW, now I w- I'm going to say it's the go home show before Blood and Guts, but Blood and Guts is one of these weird, weird pay per views that isn't actually a pay per view, isn't that right, Galax? You're muted. Sorry, one of my computer was making a very loud noise, so I thought I'd mute. <laughs> yeah, no, they, I like the way they do this because it helps break up the TV the TV season. So, I mean, initially I thought it was going to be the way they were making out. They were like one night, one match, blood and guts, as if it was going to be just that match on yeah. the show. And I was like, but they've added uh, Cody versus QT Marshall, and I think they've added another match to the show. It's, well. it's Jungle I Boy. A, I thought they'd added a women's match to the show. Yeah, I think Britt Baker is Britt Baker getting her title shot this week, or is it up the actual pay per view? Oh, I think they're saving that for the pay per view this week because she only got made number one. I think they're pushing that story. I don't think they have the need to pay off that story now. I think this is more about IC versus um, versus uh, obviously the pinnacle. So, personally, but I think it's as well. There's I can't remember what the match was, but I think you might. Yeah, I'm looking. At, I've got yeah, that as I uh, John's got it. Though. Yeah, I've got the card in front of me uh, just now. So we've got. We've got a, a four-way contenders match for the tag champs with SoCal uh, Uncensored versus Jurassic Express, Varsity Bonds, and the Acclaimed. You mean you mean the way the, the match that SoCal wins because they've already started the Young Bucks feud and this is just to kind of legitimize it pretty much. So. Yeah, that seems what they'll, they'll <laughs> like. Then we've got Britt Baker versus TBA. So I love TBA, one of the most, uh, one of the best rising stars in AEW. Oh, they're fantastic! Every week, <laughs> yeah, so, they're great on elevation. They're great I'm, on dark. Guessing that's going to be someone from Impact. No, I think it'll just be somebody that we've seen on like dark and elevation. It could right. be like an Abaddon or something again. Or I mean, I would love it to be Nyla Rose and have her beat Nyla Rose because they just push Nyla Rose to the moon. Bring out, bring out Jade Cargill and have like, Cargill go over like, Brit, and everyone's going to be no, like, oh, no, no, Cargill's not that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. that's that's WWE raw booking when it's like you put two people in a match that don't need to lose, and one of them is going to lose. Then, guys, we've also got Kenny Omega and Nakazawa versus. Moxley and Kingston as well. That was the other yeah, match that they booked. Yeah, yeah. I like the way they're using Naka, uh, Nakazawa as the stooge because, like, they tried to legitimize him at the start of AEW, and now he's like, he is now Kenny's stooge. So he's had quite the journey, his poor Michael Nakazawa. But and then the, 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 the strange ones, too, like, because, like, from like you say, Alex, from going from there's only one match in the card, they've got also Cody versus QT, which I thought they'd be saving for the pay per view as well. That was no, quite the pay per view has got to be Cody Agogo. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't think there's actually that much money in Cody versus QT. I think this is a stepping stone. And if you notice, like, I like the way that they've started calling it the factory and the nightmare family because if you look, it's actually called the nightmare factory. It's the training camps. They've just taken both sides and split it. Ah, that's quite good. Yeah, you've you've given me a great segue there, John. Because the one thing that I've got left with after this week's dynamite was, my God, they need a police officer because the amount of theft going on in dynamite was unbelievable. Because your man QT stole Cody's bus. What? Stole Q, he stole Cody's bus. How can then, you steal a bus? 
they mean, didn't really explain this that well. They, Cody, he just turned up in Cody's bus, and obviously it built to a spot. But we were all expecting QT to be thrown from the bus, but he just got a figure four leg locked on top of the bus. So it was a bit of a. What's the point of having the bus? It was a bit silly, to be honest. Right. It was a bit silly. Is that funny? No, I, well, yeah, it was kind of, kind of, kind of be. It was more just my intro segment because it was more theft. If someone oh, noticed, right. someone stole Carl Anderson's trousers. Like, I don't know why they were all sitting in the back of the limo and Carl Anderson just had no trousers. So it was really quite weird. And the Young Bucks have officially stolen Steph Rollins' old jacket. So. Are they stealing his gimmick, are they? Shocking. They've just stolen his jacket, to be right. fair. They know the one, like the little aviator style one, which oh, brings yeah. me nicely on to put over number one because wrestling has officially peaked, guys. So if we're all aware, one of the greatest uh, movies came out of the weekend, named namely Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that was a joke. Has anyone, and, um, has anyone seen more, the Mortal Yeah, it's Kombat? terrific. It's Is it really it good? I mean, it's, really good. It's, it's really good for what it is, you know, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, silly yeah. action yeah. film, but it's, it's excellent. And, but Matt Jackson pulls off the Johnny Cage. He actually did the Johnny Cage in the middle of a match. I have never seen a man so satisfied. I mean, he didn't really do a proper splits, but he did the closest thing to a splits that he could do. But it was a glorious moment, and it made me pop like nobody's business. So I have to give that some serious credit. Did he stand up immediately afterwards, fold his arms, and put his sunglasses on? That would have been cool. <laughs> no, but he did kind of shout into the camera, like, what the fuck? And and shoe what? Shoegate continues, because was it last week Gary mentioned that they were wearing fake shoes? I specifically remember Excalibur saying that they've apparently spent over $21,000 on shoes alone. So they're pushing that shoe gimmick even though they've been found out. That's that's way too much. Mm. Speaking of bad shoes, I put him over in the first week that we saw him, but I seriously have to fucking bury Alex Abrahantes now. It's it's really getting out of hand. I mean, (laughs) the way I'm thinking about the way Alex Abrahantes is acting is exactly how any of the five of us would act in that position. And we would think we look fucking badass but we don't. So, I mean, I know that. I know he's trying, I know he's trying and he's probably completely, this is all just a big work for him to get his big, his big kind of like squash moment at some point. But at the same time, he's kind of, he's gone into a serious level of ridiculousness. And I'm surprised that Penta is a man that's putting up with his nonsense. But I mean, yeah, good on them for trying to do something with him, I guess. But it's not, it's not working for me anymore. So, so stop it, please. And put over number two. I mean, I hope I'm allowed to do this because I know that he actually came out and did an interview about his previous transgressions, but it has to be our boy, Sammy Guevara. So first of all, before we get into the parlay, they've brought back his cue cards, which was very nice to see. So that made me very happy. But I always feel quite bad for the TNT viewers because they don't get it because it's only in the middle of the break. So it is some good stuff. But onto the parlay. I kind of like the idea where they bring them out and they had them all lining up side by side. And then they individually gave most of the members, apart from obviously Hager and Wardlow, the microphone so that they all felt like they were involved very much. I'd say like um, both Sammy and Sean Spears, both for me overshadowed Jericho and MJF. And I was also kind of slightly concerned of like the way they put it out to say the parlay to see who wins the advantage. And I was like, how are they going to decide who wins the advantage. But of course, it was just Sammy Guevara was like, no, no, I'll go in first. I'll take you all on. You can have the advantage. I don't care. And I think he was just just terrific. I mean, there's a mild bury from this segment, though. 
Chris Jericho's new jacket. I'm really not a fan. It does look a little bit like it's a Halloween costume. And like, well, what did I, I wrote down what it had on it, right? Oh, uh, right. It had a Porsche logo and then it had a skeleton's hand next to the Porsche logo. I'm not really too sure what the two of those th- things, but somewhere between sports racing and Halloween, which is maybe not what you want for wrestling. But overall, excited for next week. And I'm glad we're finally getting the Blood and Guts, mat- the blood and guts match after a year of waiting. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage to stack up against war games and quite how bloody they're probably planning to go. How is it going to, in terms of the structure of the, is it a double cage? Is it a double ring? It sounds, it sounds like they're doing the full war game setup. It yeah. sounds like they've so got the double trying. ring, they've got the cage, but my logic is they might go, they might put back the bit that WWE have removed. So they've taken the lid off the roof. Right, I reckon yeah. there'll be there'll be a roof on it. top of it because that's much more WCW. So that's right. that was what I'd expect anyway. Okay, a match of the night, Alex. Match of the night. I'm going to give it the Cage versus Page, mainly for the point that it Brian rings. Cage seriously needed that win. Also, the power bomb into the buckle bomb into the drill claw. How the fuck? If anyone ever kicks out of that wrestling, it's nonsense. And when was the last time you saw Adam Page lose? Hmm, that's a good question. Like, it's just building. It's just building for him versus Omega, isn't it? For the- I, think, I think so. They're kind of they're very much taking a stopgap with Page, but they've built him to a stage now where Page is like he's like upper mid card always. He's like the person you beat to then go on to the title picture. If you know what I mean, he's kind of been used I, I, like that until he gets his push. I think I think Page will be the next uh, champion. I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. I think it's all going to build the page versus Omega, but I think there's a lot to tell in this Omega storyline. It's like the Roman stuff just now. They've, they've got the belt on him. They've got a character that's working, and it's going to be a case of keep running with it until this yeah. starts to go stale. Like There's absolutely no rush to put the belt on Hangman. Yeah. No rush at all. Uh-huh. Good point. Good point. I think we're going to have to introduce a new section to this particular part of the show where we call it Fashion Corner, where all of us <laughs> get to talk about fashion because we always drift into that part anyway so let's do that and uh, let's move on to smackdown and the boys uh rico do you want to go first with your put over i just to follow on from your fashion thing there um before i get to my put over seth rollins suit this week was, was abysmal it's terrible my, <laughs> wife, my wife put it well she, he looked like a bond villain but not a good one right right like, what, what bond villain in particular i'm just trying to think it's a bad bond villains Oh, know. that guy on um, Gary probably hates fucking Bond as well. Um, tomorrow never die. Bo- Bond. I mean, you, you, can, you can argue with Bond. Like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot wrong with Bond. I think there's some good ones, but mainly no very good ones. I mean, like, they also, it's just t- too much again. Twenty two. Who needs twenty two films? Yeah, it's it's oh, too much. Too much content. Yeah. Too much content. <laughs> uh, but I know the the guy from Tomorrow Never Dies was a very bad Bond villain because he tried to make him Rupert Murdoch. I remember that. Do you know who the best one is? Batista. Didn't they say a word? It was just brilliant. <laughs> I love Jaws. Jaws is good enough. Jaws is good enough. There we go. Uh, sorry, sorry, Rico. We're taking <laughs> off your point. <laughs> no, I derailed it um, from the start. So it's fine. Um, this is my first put over is an optimistic way of looking at things, and it's Daniel Bryan losing and being banished from SmackDown. Um, the way I see it, the well of Daniel Bryan, it ha- like it has to run dry at some point, and, but it's better to con- have like a contingency plan for that happening than to just run Daniel Bryan into the ground without building anyone else up to come into that spot. Um, it's a chance for others to come in and prove they deserve to be in the spot he left behind. It's a, proof to keep on, it's a chance to keep on uh, building other wrestlers. It's, 
Um, it's a chance for Roman to keep developing his character and fight other wrestlers, uh, getting other programs. It's a chance to develop another Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns story down the line. Um, there's a chance for Daniel Bryan to storybook his career if he really is going to be um, ducking out now and going finish in NXT. There's a chance for Daniel Bryan to go and visit 205 Live. Um, it's like you can keep on elevating and elevating and elevating every everything outside of SmackDown. If you just put Daniel Bryan into that show, um, there's more to be gained than lost uh, from this. And I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was the right decision to be honest with you. Bold claim. I think, I think Daniel Bryan might wrestle outside WWE. Do you think realistically you might like Gary? Oh well, he's Dan, retiring maybe, from Vince. Yeah. Gary's no. maybe hinting at something here. <laughs> but do you think that he might turn up in NXT? There's a lot of good matches down there for Daniel Bryant ha- have, that's for sure. When you look I, at I think it's worth looking into the fact that um and I've no got any info on this, I just think a lot of things add up, but the fact that um WWE are in talks with MLW He's not gonna go to MLW. I don't know. He's been very outspoken the past couple of weeks about wanting to wrestle outside WWE and why other people should be wrestling outside WWE or in the company. So I, I think you might see him in MLW. I did see him quoting as well that he's trying to finagle a deal at the moment where he gets to wrestle outside of WWE as well. And Daniel, he, you know, he could. He, he's the sort of guy that could be like, well, you know, if you're not going to give me what I want, I'll just see you later. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you need me more than I need you at this point. So, um, yeah. Interesting. We will wait and see. I, I, I honestly hope he turns up NXT because I can, you can just imagine some of the matches he's have down there, like Adam Cole, Finn, Kyle O'Reilly. Even to put him in against Karrion Cross would be incredible. I think. I really Selfishly, do. I want him in Raw, but I think you all know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, Bronze, what have you got for your first put over, my friend? Been a long time coming, so I'm going to prepare, uh, compare Roman Reigns to Marty Jannetty. Now, when the Rockers what? broke up, honestly, right? When the Rockers broke up, he got stuck with that theme and gimmick. And when the Shield broke up, we got Burn It Down Seth Rollins, Lunatic Fringe Dean Ambrose, and Shield gimmick Roman Reigns. Now, the Shield broke up in 2014. That's how long he's been stuck with his theme and vest. He's been stuck with his gimmick. And this Friday on SmackDown, he ditched the theme. He's got a brand new theme tune. He sounds like a proper, you're about to take on the final boss theme. I know folks have been slagging it off online. I'm ready. He's going to be the standout member of the Shield. Fuck Rollins in his suits. Fuck him. <laughs> I've seen people moaning about the music and I'm like, I don't know how you can dislike that. Like, I, thought, I think it's I absolutely heard, brilliant. Yeah, I heard it. I thought it was quite I thought it was very apt. Um, I expected it to be more tribal. Like I thought it was very piano heavy, yeah. which I'm not against, but it was the way if they not called it the tribal chief. I was expecting something like do you know the start of the old Uzo was like drums Uzo's eye. got like or just something a little with a little bit more of a tribal kick to it personally. Yeah. Something about it, like has anyone ever played God of War before? Mm-hmm. It, it sounds it sounds like the musical equivalent of seeing Kratos in the distance as an enemy and just going, oh, fuck. <laughs> and just, he, but Kratos is Triple H. Stuff. Triple H has claimed Kratos. We can't call, we can't call oh, yeah. Roman Kratos. That, that's, <laughs> he takes all the good things. He doesn't give them to his toys. Oh, it, it, it just, it makes, it makes it sound, it makes it sound like anybody in the ring should shit in their pants if they hear that music. It's, it's so good. I completely agree with Bronze. Yeah. Right, let's move to your buddy then, Rico. Uh, 
Mm, I, I kind of struck. I did struggle for um, a buddy this week outside of my continual burial of the women's tag team division. So um, I, I think just just the opening of the show, I thought was a bit a bit lazy and bit of a waste of time to be honest with you you could have had someone just coming out and just reading the script for the show and saying basically what's going to happen is you're going to have Bianca Belair come in and she's going to get interrupted and then people who interrupted her are going to get interrupted and then keep on going have a six-man tag match and then just whatever 20 minutes done go boom let's move on that's probably boring like that's 20 minutes that could have been spent doing anything else fair play fair play bronze what have you got so I kind of take back what I said about Seth Rollins a second ago. He wasn't the worst dressed man on SmackDown this week. So the winner of what the fuck are they wearing this week was Baron Corbin wearing a green flowery shirt with a black fedora hat. Look at the fucking <laughs> it's, I think that's an improvement from his, his King Corbin updates that we've had recently, like personally. But. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to add fashion corners and additional section to this part. I think we need to start a fucking weekly podcast of just let's just criticize the fashion. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, match tonight, boys. What are you going for, Bronze? It had to be the main event, as Rico was talking about earlier. Um, I'm looking forward to Brian potentially going to NXT. Uh, Pete Dunn was tweeting that he wants to fight him, and Gargano oh, says tasty, he's a tasty fucking match right there. Do you know what? He's been hinting. Do you know this technical wrestler thing? That's exactly what's going to happen. Gary, you're talking shite with MLW. Pete Dunne, <laughs> he's going to wrestle Pete. That's exactly what's going to happen. Spot on, bronze. Well done. Gary's talking rubbish, and he doesn't like Star Wars. Rico, you concur? Absolutely, yeah. And to, to carry on with the speculation about Daniel Bryan will be going, um, there's another very technical wrestling brand in the UK, NXT UK, there's another guy over there that I would love to see in the ring with Daniel Bryan, and that is Walter. Yes, all day long. Yes, yes, absolutely. Let's do that. And Shad... Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar flashbacks. And it's a good uh, we can finally see the animal style again that we've only seen in one match. Absolutely, nice one, nice one. Right, Gary, it is that time of the podcast that we all look forward to your reaction and your review of Raw. Could it get worse? than last week's tomato throwing. No, there was tomato throwing again. Oh, <laughs> no. But, but no, it wasn't worse. It was... It, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It was like somewhere in between, which I'll take at this point. Right. Um, so my, actually, that, that leads to my first put over. My first put over is, at least they're trying. Um, so we at least <laughs> have things that are... There's things changing. You know, they've realised that things are bad. Sadly, one of them isn't the commentator, which we'll get in there. Um, but we had AJ and Omos back. Apparently, they were out because, you know, they were celebrating. It came out that it was one of them has a wee bit of an injury or had a wee bit of an injury after WrestleMania. They're back, which is good because Omos could have been a put over on his own because the guy's just unmatched in terms of presence. Um, Eva Marie is back. Uh, also on main event, so this isn't technically on Raw, but Jinder Mahal's back and has in the share with him. So they're probably going to be on Raw in coming weeks. The Open Challenge is back for Sheamus. And that brought another debut because Mansoor is now signed with Raw, which I'm a bit unsure on. I really like him, but at the same time, and I think it's a lazy comparison when people compare him and Mustafa Ali, but Mustafa Ali could have that slot. Um, but yeah, but Ma- Mansoor's like got the streak, man. Mansoor's oh, like... No, 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 no. He lost by DQ yesterday to break oh. the fucking streak. <laughs> 
So, uh, so I don't need to bury that because at least we've brought it up in my first put over. But the main thing is at least they're trying. You're, they're making changes. I, I'm happy with that. I'll take I'll take the fact that they're at least bringing new people and are bringing people back and at least trying to do something. Um, so I'll give them that as a, a put over that is me speculating that hopefully some stuff will go, get better in the future. Right. Um, first, Barry. You mentioned the tomatoes, so I'm not going to bother with that. But I, I don't like seeing the tomatoes. But um, the tomatoes back, seriously. <laughs> like, right? I, just, I just don't like seeing the tomatoes. Let's just gloss over it and move on, shall we? Backstage. And I mean, they linked it okay. So it even isn't enough to, to bury it. But they linked it okay. And it actually led to something that made, made me laugh. So it's all right. Um, but they had um, Elias <laughs> Elias, and uh, Jackson Riker standing with tomatoes ready to get their own back on fucking all the folk that bombarded them with tomatoes last week. And they see somebody coming around the corner, so they smash tomatoes at them. And it turns out it's Randy Orton, and he's just standing there dripping in tomatoes. And it pans, at, like, it zooms right into his face. And then next second, all you see is Matt Riddle going by in his skirt. He goes, Hey, Randy. <laughs> it's like that. that bit was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, aye, but my first actual bit is um, I keep saying I'm not going to rail on the guy while continuing to rail on the guy. It's Adnan Verk on commentary again. Um, he is fitting into the WWE style, but it's now gone really badly where he seems like a guy that is badly trying to fit into the WWE style. Um, so two comments that he made last night. Seamus, the ginger-headed juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's alliterating, so he's right into the class. And uh, the other one was... Um, <laughs> When Angel Garza whips his trousers off, he said, when the pants come off, it's go time. <laughs> Do you know, that's great. I thought you were going to be like, he just got very, very excited. Imagine saying that, like, say that to your wife or girlfriend in the bedroom. <laughs> well, John, when the pants I mean, come off, love, it's go time. I think I think you should do that when you take your wife to bed this evening and just to see her reaction. Next week, like, <laughs> Annoyingly, this was in contrast to like, I think Corey Graves is like one of the best. I, I love Corey Graves. And, yeah, he's good. You know, I'll no comment, comment on how I've been held as outside the ring, but I think in terms of like actual announcing, he's probably one of the best out there. You know? Like, I'd pr- probably only put Excalibur above him in terms of commentators across the board. Oh, you know? Pat, Pat. I, Pat. I mean, Pat's all right, but he's still finding his feet on SmackDown a wee bit, I think. Um, but at least he's finding them, this fucking Adnan Verk, isn't he? Um, but Corey Graves, when we came back for the Eva Marie um, vignette, it, like the second Corey Graves just had his handkerchief on his head, dabbing himself down. And it was just like brilliant character work for a color commentator, uh, just like kind of playing up the full. We know he can't do it when Carmella's on telly now because obviously they'll get it. But it was just, it was a wee bit, it was nice character work. Um, so the, <laughs> I don't really have much of a second, Barry, but my, I, I was going to say the women's tag team championships because it is just getting infuriating though but i'll skip over it a wee bit and go to like what is kind of a half put over half berry um so fashion again sonia deville came out in a red suit shirt black shirt looked brilliant i was like cast her as fucking liz holly as the devil and bedazzled it just looked amazing i also wearing red wearing a suit make her the raw gm make her a heel gm it does seem like they're kind of gone in that direction anyway um but then there's a kind of there's a weird Barry put over here. Um, so we saw in one of the... Well, actually, most people didn't see it. I don't think it kind of only made the rounds on Twitter a wee bit. But in one of the segments backstage where Sonia Deville was standing wearing a red suit, you saw fucking Alexa Bliss's puppet in the background. And Alexa Bliss... So, you know, people say you make lemonade out of lemons. I think the best comparison for Alexa Bliss is she's been handed a plate of shite and made a sirloin steak. 
because I, I think like she has been given the worst thing that you can be given in terms of storyline. It doesn't sound weakness. like they know what they're doing with it either. They're like, here's a doll. This is a thing now. Go. Well, that that's kind of this seems like it's maybe leading somewhere, but I'm not too sure if it is or not. If if, if they've just kind of made this thing, but they had Alexa Bliss singing to the camera, which again she done really well. But it's like if anybody else was doing this, it'd be the worst thing I had ever seen. But Alexa Bliss made it watchable because she had, like she invests in the character. And um, but they had her after you seen. Lily, and I can't believe I'm going to fucking call it by its name. Um, but after you seen that puppet in the background, that's Sonia Deville, she was saying about, oh, like, you know, don't blame me for what she's going to do, or she really likes the colour red, again, targeting Sonia Deville. She mentioned a few things about Nightmare, and I was, oh, they're going to actually link back to fucking Rhea Ripley putting the, the Royal Rumble. I don't think they're going to be that smart, but I, I, I don't know if it's a bury, I don't know if it's a put over. Alexa Bliss is brilliant. What they're making their day is shite. So I, I, I don't even, I don't know what it is, but... Let's, see, let's so. just get like, some predictions on where we think this is going. Alex, have you got any idea what they'll do with this? Is, is, it, a, is it linking back to The Fiend? I'm assuming The, the Fiend... I think they've the missed fiend. that boat. Like they've, like not they've, seen. Not this is the thing, seen. they seem to have maybe missed that boat unless they are going with the whole thing now that Alexa Bliss is in control and that she maybe then brings him out later on. But I haven't had a chance to do something fun with it and they've been going down the wrong path for a long time and they've taken the even worse path with Lily, personally. Yeah. Any you boys got any inklings or tried to say that word? <laughs> I reckon that she's going to probably go for the women's belt and the theme's going to end up costing her it and we're going to get some sort of cinematic pish between the two of them. Right. I want to see her paired with Papa Shango. <laughs> <laughs> Can we bring back the boogeyman? I'd totally be up for that. And then we can have like a worm off eating contest between the two of them. I think that's right up Vincent Street. I wouldn't put them past them. Wouldn't put it past them. Was there a match for night, Gary? I and I don't even think it's going to be a popular one. There was a few decent matches. I also didn't even mention the split up Shelton and Cedric now. Oh, for fuck's sake. They had a great run, didn't they? Aye, aye. Talk about missed opportunities, but um, they had them. Um, they they had a good match with um, with RK. Not wasn't even with RK bro. They had a good match with um, Lucha House Party, which again I was like, why is Grand Metalik no fucking got a rocket strap team? The guy's amazing. Um, but that isn't my match of the night. My match of the night, and again it's probably only my match of the night. But Charlotte versus Dana Brooke was really good. Um, the commentary done well within the callback to the protege thing. I think Dana Brooke's really underrated. Uh, Charlotte obviously is just good in the ring. Um, she, Charlotte's then like this new thing where obviously her promos have been really good over the past few weeks, but she's like got that vicious thing in the ring now that kind of just adds to it. Mm. Um, Dana Brooke done a belt a swanton bomb as well, and it was just an enjoyable match. Lengthier than I thought it'd be, and more enjoyable than I thought it'd be. So, I yeah, D- Dana Brooke, I've really I always like her work. I think she'll, she always shines through. Um, bit weird from Charlotte suspended for a week, but I have seen speculation online that she may have been away for some surgery of some sort. Uh, no, apparently it was dent- dental work, oh, um, right, and uh, it was like really minor. But it was dental work counts as surgery. Aye. John wasn't suggesting it was anything at more well plastic than that. I think I probably was actually because I saw some pictures online which uh, somebody oh, tweeted. I mean, are you going to um, fuck with Andrade, mate? Because no, you're talking another story. She has been open about she's had breast reduction surgery. Um, I think a few times now she had like one of the implants bust and all that stuff like many years ago, but she did have dental work two years ago as well because something happened in the ring and then it was the kind of thing where oh, she might need a few weeks away 
and it was the same as what happened with Asuka last month, where it was like, oh, she might miss WrestleMania, and then she was back the next week, because yeah, yeah. obviously dental work it can either be really severe or not so severe, and you just need to wait and see. So I apparently it was just dental work, but... Yeah, again, and I didn't even mention it. She's um, <laughs> they announced. <laughs> you know where this is going because they announced it before the show. They announced at WrestleMania Backlash we're going to get Rhea Ripley versus Asuka, and it's like, well, why have they not taken to the three-hour show to announce that? Because you've got three hours to fill, and they didn't announce it because they announced that Charlotte's going to be part of it. One more, so obviously, Charlotte's back, so obviously she's going to be part of a world title fight for God's to be sake. To be fair, Charlotte does make sense putting into that match because then. Oscar takes the pin and then you extend it to Flair versus Ripley, which is kind of due anyway. So you kind of and, and of thank fuck because as much as I think Rhea Ripley is absolutely incredible and I absolutely love seeing Asuka in the ring, the past two matches they've had singles wise just haven't quite landed. Yeah, so you might right. want to stick Charlotte in there and just see if that adds a new. Yeah, dynamic. you're right. You're absolutely right. Oh well, uh, there you go. So that was this week in wrestling. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, we will see you back doing SmackDown next week. Unless you want to challenge the boys, of course, you can do that. Get on uh, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, or you can email us wrestling daft at gmail.com if you want to take on the boys. I have to say, it sounds like you're trying to kick them off. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, like, obviously, one of these guys fucking someone guys, come and get rid of them. Can, I know they are, I've just got to offer out the challenge, you know, of course, you know, no one's willing to take them on because uh, it would be a tough ask, I, I think. I mean, these guys are like Hogan and Cena. Um, this is like the SmackDown tag team scene, though. Like, it's barren. <laughs> uh, remember if you want to get your buddies and put overs in for Rab and Gradle this week on the main show you can do that via our Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta Wrestling Daft Podcast or just plain old Wrestling Daft on the book of face Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, guys, you know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix and a lot of other streaming services hide loads of shows and movies from you just because where you live. And do you know what they do as well? They're always putting up those prices, aren't they? Um, so basically, they've just raised the prices again, if you've noticed on Netflix. Uh, you could cancel your subscription. You could do that. Or you could be smart about it and you could sign up for ExpressVPN so you can have the whole world of Netflix in front of you. You can be on Netflix Japan, checking out Anime Alex. Or you can order your nephew who lives in Australia's birthday present through your VPN from eBay Australia. He's trying to access eBay Australia without a VPN. Beckon nightmare. That is a very, very smart idea. Or obviously, as wrestling fans right now, obviously, uh, you can get on to Peacock, get access to all the stuff uh, from the wrestling that they've got on Peacock in the state. And uh, that, that Stone Cold documentary, everybody has been talking about on yeah. Twitter that they can't access because they're in the UK. 
Exactly. You can do all that by just signing up to a VPN. And I'm going to tell you about ExpressVPN because you can control what Netflix or you can control what country you want using ExpressVPN because there's 90 countries to choose from, right? So every time you run out of stuff to watch, you just fire up the ExpressVPN and you go and check out a Netflix, you go and check out um, Peacock and you can find loads more stuff to do at a tap of a button. By just using ExpressVPN. And if you're abroad, you know, you can, like, if you're away on your holidays, not that we're going anywhere much at the often. At the much. Don't encourage people to travel abroad currently, John. Stop no, it. no, Stop no. Immediately. But, but if, you're a, if you are abroad, and maybe you're listening abroad, you can check out the Line of Duty finale because you can get on a BBC iPlayer and you can enjoy Line of Duty, which you two are going to have to watch. But basically, yeah, you can do that uh, if you sign up to ExpressVPN if you're listening in Australia or America or anywhere you listen to this podcast. It's really fast. It works on your phone, laptop, smart TVs, so you can watch shows on the big screen with zero buffering as well. So get involved. This is what we're saying in Wrestling Daft. Get involved with ExpressVPN. You can do that. You get a special offer up there. You're going to get three extra months for free if you sign up for a year. So expressvpn.com slash daft that's express e-x-p-r-e-double-s-v-p-n dot com slash daft get on there get three months when you sign up for a year it's the wrestling news with inside the ropes lead writer big cheese gary happy el happy i keep forgetting you're el happy el happy um Gary, how are you doing? Um, let's get into um, and let's go to a woman who we've all been talking about for the last week. Where where's she going to end up? Is she going to be in WWE? Is she going to be in AEW? Or is she just going to be floating the wind? Let's talk about Tessa Blanchard because the reports are saying that she was signed for AEW. There's reports saying she's not signed for AEW. Gary, where we at? Good question. Um, so there was actually a little tease last week that a lot of people thought was her coming to NXT, um, which was the Diamond Mine, I believe, is um, an upcoming thing that's been teased. But, I must have missed that. <laughs> uh, it was a wee tiny vignette. I think it's called yeah. the Diamond Mine, and people are like, Tessa Blanchard has a diamond on her shorts. It's definitely going to be Tessa Blanchard. Don't think it is. Um, so SE Scoops had noted that AEW uh, was in talks for However... Dave Meltzer's been saying it for many, many months, saying oh, AEW is in talks with Tessa Blanchard, and he's been the only person reporting it. Um, but he's now said that it's false, and, and she's she's known talks with them, they're known talks with them. So he's just, uh, I don't want to bury the guy, you know, one of my favourite journalists, of course. Um, but he has been... You've already buried half the fucking industry, Gary, you may as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's pretty much because uh, there's rumours of Dagger, which is her, I think, husband. I'm sure they get married. Um, but Daga uh, going to AEW. I think they're still residing in Mexico. They've obviously been crossing the border to do some stuff. They've been in New York doing like the meet and greets and stuff like that. Um, but I, it's, it's one of the news updates that the update is we have less of a clue than we did before. <laughs> Meltzer's been shitting it for weeks. I, we, we still don't know. I, I don't think there's anything imminent, but you never know. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on now in terms of women's wrestling because Ring of Honor's got a tournament. Uh, AEW obviously are putting on more than they've ever put on. You know, WWE, they don't need her, but I mean, they when have they ever, when's that stopped them for adding more uh, women to uh, the ranks? Uh, uh, you know, we could see her imminently or we could never see her. <laughs> That's the best update yeah. I can give you. 
Yeah, well, I mean, what, what do you think promotion would best suit her? I mean, she comes with a lot of baggage, Tessa Blanchard. I mean, um, there was I read that there could be even like in AEW, I think it was reported, there could be some sort of redemption storyline on TV to try and redeem her character. AEW is probably the place for her to go, eh? I don't think so. I think I think they'd get a lot of backlash for that because if you think a Tony Khan, <laughs> when he took to Twitter a few months ago and said that Hulk Hogan would never be welcome at an mm. AEW show, yeah, that, <laughs> it that, would be slightly yeah. hypocritical for to have Tessa Blanchard. Oh, well, WWE is then. Annoyingly, <laughs> I, 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 I think it's. I mean, we've mentioned it so many times. In ring, everywhere could they wear. Aye. Out of the ring, not Apart so much. from NXT, NXT's women's division stacked. You don't I wouldn't have been necessary. I mean, she would still add to it, but it yeah. wouldn't have been necessary. Can you, can you not do the similar thing with her and do some kind of redemption story? Or you just put her in the pinnacle and make her be an absolute cunt for the heat. Oh, I could do that. And then you just keep Tully on top of her and be like, backstage, you're not allowed to talk to anyone without daddy around. And then it'll be fine. Yeah. I th- if I had to guess, I think I would say WWE. Yeah. Th- that would be a guess, but I, I, right. that's where I would guess. Okay then. Um, we alluded to earlier on, did quick line it, but the modern day Maharaja, Jinder that's, Mahal. That's the best Scottish accent I've ever heard. <laughs> aye, that's, that's, that's how Dre pronounced the three-man band, like, aye, Ken. Aye, uh, Jinder Mahal is back potentially with a new faction. Aye, um, so I mentioned this earlier. Sadly, I should have gave a spoiler warning because I know everybody out there watches main event on a weekly basis <laughs> and I feel like I've spoiled it for them. Um, but it's this, I'm not sure how I feel, but <laughs> I like I like the faction, but essentially what happened is Jinder Mahal was accompanied to the ring by Indus Share. Amazing. You know, I, I think yeah. that's brilliant because those two guys are just about, like they're, aye, they're huge. He's huge anyway. And I liked his faction with the Bollywood boys or the Sing Brothers as they were known. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, having two big like hulking guys is a, a much better fit when he's going to be a heel. And I think that is amazing for him. Uh, what I'm not as big a fan of is they defeated Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of speaks to Jeff Hardy's current career status when he's losing to Jinder on main event. Main event seemed stacked this week as well because it also had, you know, the main event champions as they're now going to be and Ricochet and Mustafa Ali going against one another. Uh, and Mustafa Ali lost again for anybody wondering. Um, but I don't get it. Why? Get it. You know, I don't get, you know, if they're going to bring in a faction like that who are three massive big guys. Jinder was on obviously the run of his life really um, prior to, you know, um, Getting out, putting out injured in surgery. Why debut them on main event when we've already discussed the problems with Raw and you know how they need new characters and they need new thing ideas? I mean, why debut them on main event? It's proper, it's ruined. Like, I think that would have been even though people won't be too familiar with in the share, I think that would have added to the surprise of seeing them. Like, if you'd have had Jinder Mahal. You know, maybe getting, maybe fighting for underneath and I'm, I know heels don't normally fight for underneath, but if you had him kind of fighting underneath and I'm, uh, for underneath and a match against, say, a Sheamus, and then have them both come in and fucking annihilate Sheamus or, or anybody else, it would have been a nice surprise. It would probably made my, <laughs> it would have made my putovers on Raw. <laughs> so that shows you where it should have been. Um, yeah. I, I guess they will be going forward on Raw because main event is like Raw's B-Show or A-Show, I guess, because Raw's the B-Show. Talking of Raw, what is happening with Keith Lee? Have we got any update on when he might be returning to t- TV? 
No, uh, mere chance you getting an update on Tessa Blanchard there. Really? <laughs> he's he's healthy. I've said that before. He's completely healthy. He's just yeah. not being used. Just in case. just not being used. Um, right, once we talked about it a while earlier on in the show is the link up with MLW. Um, there's been more details coming out about it, Gary. Aye, new home of Daniel Bryan, MLW. No, okay. <laughs> I've not, not got that far. <laughs> but um, so a lot of talk about Forbidden Door and all that stuff. We've seen all that, we've spoken about it, about AEW Impact, New Japan, all that. And obviously it's, it's rubbed off a little bit. This one makes a bit of sense, I think, because MLW, owned by Court Bauer, former WWE employee Court Bauer, not exactly on bad terms with him. Um, and I think MLW, they're now on Vice, um, but they've always been the kind of thing where we don't really see MLW here. It's quite hard to watch MLW in the UK, or it has been up until the past year or so. Um, they've been doing YouTube stuff, and then I think they were on... They were on the same network here that Impact was on for like a couple of months and then it fell to bits. But they're now on Vice uh, and they can be watched. It seems like it's going to be similar to what happened with Evolve because who are we kidding if we say MLW is like as big as WWE or AEW or even Impact, I think. MLW is obviously a step below that. Maybe, I don't know if you'd put them on a par with Ring of Honor, maybe even a wee bit below again, just because yeah, it's still quite regional. Feel- I would go lower than Ring of Honor personally. I mean, I'd maybe I don't know. Would you? How would you compare them to NWA? Like, surely NWA is their closest rival. That's probably a good shout. And even though that NWA is probably still a wee touch above them, just because mm. MLW is still quite regional. They've got a lot of good folk. They've got you know the Von Erics. They've got Fatu. Uh, Fatu who WWE were very interested in. Even backstage, they've got Alicia Atu doing their uh, their interviews. That was like they're, they're very stacked uh, roster. A good show whenever I've watched it. Um, but it seems like this could be a deal like Evolve where we see, and I'm going to say this would be the aim to begin with because I think we know where this eventually leads, um, but it would see developmental talent go to MLW again for their experience. And then when you look at the flip side of that, it might see MLW talent on NXT and then probably signed. This <laughs> 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 is what happens. Well, I <laughs> mean, you, just the way it goes. I'm, I'm just looking down the roster. Uh, I mean, there's some good names. I mean, obviously, there's some names that I don't think you'd see returning back at WWE. Leo Rush, for example, is probably the big, the big name that stands out. But, you know, you like to say Fatu, there's some very easy stories to tell when it comes to him. The Von um, Erics is the one that I think would be fantastic. Like, yeah. It looks really good. Probably. Like, I remember uh, seeing a video with, it was after some of the Dark Side of the Ring stuff. Is it Casey, who's their dad? Uh, I think so. Oh, yeah, there's like a I'm video with, on that eye. with Casey and the, well, with with the the one Von Eric who's in that Dark Side of the Ring documentary quite a lot, yeah. and his kids, and they both look like they look very Von Eric, and they both look like they've been training anyway. So, no, brilliant. I interviewed them a wee while ago, and it was a brilliant interview. They just came across really well, and they are legitimate in the ring because they are Von Erics. <laughs> so, well, yeah. they got Liz Lacey still wrestle there as well. Because I remember saying that she, because I'm sure I saw that Lacey because it was like X. I'm sure the headline was probably from Sportskeeda, uh, ex-Impact Women's Champion signs with MLW, and it was, of course, Lacey Von Eric, which would make sense oh, if there's a Von Eric. I'm not just not on the roster from what I can no, see now, Alex. Not too sure, but, uh, but they've got a lot of good talent, and then it's um, it's essentially transpired that the, the discussions have been held with people high up in WWE and MLW. I mean, high up in MLW, it's court power. <laughs> like, it's, it's obviously court power, but high up in WWE can obviously be one of about 50 people. Uh, but it seems like there is a serious discussion at least ongoing as that being a thing. 
it would just be then the thing would happen where you would end up with the, the same thing as, as always happens, where it would be, well, RWE going to buy MLW. And I mean, AEW have got away with that, not being the rumour too much with Impact, but it would be the thing. Um, but Dave Meltzer's comment on it was that it seems he thinks WWE are unhappy with people saying that they're closed, like they're closed for business, not going to work with anybody. I keep asking Triple H about it on calls and he buries me every time. Um, but essentially that is that it seems like they want to create their own forbidden door and have MLW. I think it'd be good, but again, it just depends because MLW is not a massive draw. So yeah, but that's the thing is like you you talk about for the Forbidden Door at AEW going to Impact New Japan because they're all big promotions, you know. But WWE are obviously threatened by these promotions. So when you go to someone like MLW, it's like it's just that, like you say, it's that token gesture of let's use your talent, get them into NXT, and get them signed. I I, th- I think that is the big risk because. You know that WWE are like, they're such a big, I wouldn't say a monopoly because we've got AEW now, but they're so big that if they see a good talent, they're just going to sign them. You know, even if they're working in a partnership with these these guys in MLW, I think, I would all probably agree that it's smaller than NXT by a mile, probably even smaller than NXT UK. So it's like, MLW will probably get a lot of exposure for it, but I don't think they'll get much else than exposure. And what comes for it on the negative side might be worse in terms of. The well, maybe maybe they might start compensating them for all the wrestlers that they paid them. That would be that would be a neat idea, wouldn't it? Eh, possibly. <laughs> we'll see. Could be interesting to watch. Oh, uh, interesting times ahead with that. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, Gary, thank you very much for the news. Hang on, hang on, John. You've missed perhaps the most important. Oh, sorry, I forgot. We've not done it. Right, I know it's. This is going to. Uh, right. So come on, um, you're, you're Japanese. It's going to be. Japanese. No, no, this is about. Right. Oh no, sorry. I think we talked about Will Osprey. No, no, no. I mean, fucking uh, Jay White won the never open weight title. Woo! I love it. But more importantly, there is the potential that AEW is about to be kicked off Wednesday nights. Oh, I, I. Just after they have obviously WWE have changed, so TNT have signed a deal with um, NFL, which is the hockey. And NHL. NHL, that's the way. NFL, a National Football League, National Hockey League. What a dick! Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, hockey is traditionally on a Wednesday night, and so obviously their Wednesday night slot may be going to the hockey. So what I personally would see happening is um, basically impact the AEW swapping nights. Because if you think about it, they don't. They won't want to go head on with any of the other WWE shows. They'll move to a Thursday, and then Impact will have to then move to the Wednesday. Because who's going to watch Impact over AEW? Especially, I, I would love the bollocks of them to move to a Tuesday. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, Chris Jericho had a good comment on it. Well, he said uh, it's fine. NXT was the competition, and neither's the NHL. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, just ripping his dad now, isn't he? Because. <laughs> Because Jericho's dad was a professional hockey player. Kick them all the down. Fucking go up against Raw. Why not? Go up against Raw. Actually, no, that's a good point. I reckon if you went up against Raw, you'd do some damage. I think, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go up against Raw on a Monday night. Wow, that would be interesting. But I don't like I don't know what happened. But I don't know. I mean, can you imagine though if someone walks into TNT office? I've got a great idea. We're gonna go head to head on a Monday night with the WWE. <laughs> if that happens, by the way, I'm off the raw put overs and buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so um, that is it for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Alex, before we, we go, what do you think is going to happen at Bud and Guts? Well, that's, that's, that's an interesting one. I think we might have the pinnacle go over somehow here. We're going to get a man of the match performance from Sammy Guevara and 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a pinnacle win. I don't. I see. Don't need to win. They're already hugely over. Pinnacle need it. I think. You'll probably see Cody. I mean, I'd be surprised to see QT or go over Cody. But I think everyone's going to care about that one big match. Yeah. Do you think uh, there'll be any turns in the inner circle? No, I think because because they've just kind of put them back together after Sammy was away, and I don't really see the point of turning Santana on Ortiz or like what's Hager going to go and do by himself. Yeah, and like you, you wouldn't really have Sammy betray the inner circle because of his relationship with MJF, so it would just it just wouldn't make any sense. So. Gary, I've got some big news for you quickly, John. So, oh, sorry, just, more big news from Alex. I've just got an email from Twitter that my account has apparently been compromised by a website or service that's not Twitter, and it's been locked. That Twitter account I use all the time, I've been locked out of it now. I thought you were going to break the bigger news, um, huge wrestling news. Huge wrestling daft news because Grado has posted on Twitter that he's going to be a dad. He is. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. I should have said that at the top of the show. Congratulations to Daddy Grado. We talked about it on the main podcast. Is it? But, is it going to be called Hulk or is it going to be called Dwayne? Believe it or not, believe it or not, one of the names in contention is a wrestling name. Uh, believe it or not. Shut and up. It's not Hulk. Um, I'll let Grado give you the news on Friday's show. But yeah, congratulations to Grado. Got to be a dad. Who would believe it? Unbelievable stuff. So yeah, um, you'll be able to hear all about that when Rab and Grado are on Friday. Grado will give you the full story on that. Um, and yeah, list of wrestling daft this week. The best current WWE theme. We haven't done that. I put up AEW themes against WWE themes, and it was WWE themes that won it. Who's got the best theme at the moment in WWE? For me, without a doubt, Rhea Ripley, just because of the way their entrance aligns with the music, I think is absolutely brilliant. But Roman Reigns' new one is a contender. Yeah. Well, see, I just, I just ultimately believe that what Edge said during his retirement Hall of Fame speech is true, and that he thanked Metalingus for giving him the greatest wrestling theme tune of all time, and I think that still stands. So, oh, one sleeper, one Imperium. Oh, Imperium is amazing. Imperium, Imperium. And I mean, you until... can thank a certain German composer for that. One. <laughs> <laughs> up, up, up until up until recently, I would say Undisputed Era. I think that's just a, a classic. But um, yeah, that's what we're talking about on the podcast. And we've got a guest. We've had quite a lot of run-ins uh, recently. We all had uh, Tony MP, uh, Mark Fletcher on last week. Week before, we had Kikuturo, Kikutaro. And this week, Grado's one of Grado's very good friends in wrestling. Um, he did an interview with Gary uh, on his uh, recently and didn't tell him anything. We're hoping he's going to tell us more uh, as we are joined by none other than J E F F J A R R E double T Jeff Jarrett is going to be talking to us on the podcast about his new podcast, and obviously we'll be talking about TNA. John, it's three hours long. That's all I'll say. The first episode, I'm oh halfway through it. Three God, hours, is it? And it's episode one of 52. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, there's a lot to digest when it comes to TNA, boys. There's a lot to talk about, and it's worthy. It'll be worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be talking, Gredo, no doubt, get, be it like a pig and shit as he gets to talk about TNA to Jeff Jarrett, his pal. So he'll be on the podcast this Friday. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can get more content, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Loads of stuff up there. Uh, you'll get the video version of us. Hello. Um, and you'll be able to buy yourself a, a wrestling daft t-shirt, get some merch, shop 
for that at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires goal for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.